0: Hello, everyone. A long overdue podcast on tap for you today. I've got Al Peterson uh, in this special episode that I recorded a little while ago, but uh, ran into a problem. I uh, was uh, working on moving some files around as I switched computers and thought I had it backed up and ended up uh, deleting uh, some of the files that I needed for this podcast, but I was able to recover those. So I finally have this uh, episode pulled together and published for you. And uh, since I've kept you waiting long enough, without further ado, we'll jump right in.
1: Hey, my name's Al Peterson, golf professional over at the Country Club of Lincoln. So, Al, uh, you're a graduate of the program. Mm -hmm. Um, When did you graduate? Uh, Technically graduated December 2018, 2019, 2018. Goes faster. What does that
0: mean to technically graduate?
1: Well, I should have graduated (laughs) earlier, uh, but took my time a little bit. So extended the allotment that PGA allows. Um, so technically I should have graduated closer to like 2015, 2016, um, but no, got everything done was a class, a member 20 that January of 2019. So. Gotcha. Well, just kind of take
0: me, maybe there's some stuff in here. Obviously I know you pretty well because, you know, we interacted a lot while you were here, (laughs) um, over the time, like you said, probably longer than you'd originally (laughs) intended, but that's not uncommon. Um, to kind of take me through the story of it. I'm kind of curious to hear all of, yeah. you know, whatever you got to share.
1: You know, growing up, I was a big basketball player. Wasn't huge into golf. Um, I'd always been around golf. My dad ran a golf tournament, so I knew about golf, just really didn't play. Um, so grew up playing basketball. Uh, when I got to high school, found out there was a golf team. So my thought was, all right, let's try out for golf team. You know, it's a perfect opportunity to get get out of school in the afternoons. And uh, so tried out for the golf team. It was the last one to make the team and very last one. And So when I say last person to make the team, I think I shot like 127 for 18-hole qualifying round. And so being so competitive, I did not like coming in last place. So I got a job at a golf course, Bay Hills Golf Course, uh, close to my house and talked to the golf pro and said, hey, I will work here as much as you want, as long as you give me practice and playing privileges. Kind of told them my goals and told them I wanted to improve. So I remember there are times I was, you know, I'd pull my car up to the putting green, turn the lights on and... Just putt and chip all night long, just to try to get better, and so that's kind of what drove the itch and drove, you know, my my want to be in the game of golf. And so, um, sophomore to senior year, ended up making varsity, and that is what kind of got me addicted to the game of golf. And then get to college, uh, going to the you go to UNL, uh, PGM program, miss basketball. So after my freshman year, I was after actually sophomore year, I think it was. After my first internship, a little bit into sophomore year, uh, missed basketball, ended up not focusing too much on school. Should have paid attention a little bit more. Um, And so focused more on basketball, got out of the program, kind of did some, um, you know, some prerequisites, your essential classes at SEC. And um, long story short, got back into the program because my thought was, why not make golf a lifelong sport? You know, it's a lifelong sport. Why not make your career out of it? Why not my office be an 18-hole facility rather than a desk? So I got back into the program and it was catch-up work and finally made my way through and graduated and became a Class A member in the long long run. And I was super, (laughs) super proud when that happened. Now, a couple of questions to kind of clarify there. Where's home? So roots St. Louis. Um, Been in Nebraska for as long as I can remember, since about 10. Graduated from Bellevue West. Go Thunderbirds. (laughs) Yeah, couldn't pull off state basketball this year.
0: And... I mean, between basketball and then stumbling into golf, you always you, did. You always kind of know that sports, something in sports, was going to be your career. I always that... knew
1: just because I grew up with it. You know, I'd always been around basketball. Always, I was. I was on three different select teams as a kid, and always traveling games nonstop. So I knew sports was something. Whether it was coaching, whether it was um, you know anything really related to sports, managing, whatever the case may be. My thought was just golf is a lifelong sport. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And before before you discovered golf, what is it you wanted to do? I mean, you said you said it was a few different things. Was there like the dream job?
1: Was it the to play in the NBA? Job or was, it, was NBA, sure. but my uh, my size does not comp to the to the NBA guys. You're not a short guy, though. I'm not short, but I'm just I'm small. I can yeah. I can play to the size, but it just I, I knew realistically there was no chance. Um, but I always went, you know, growing up, I said I was going to create a sports complex that had everything, hmm. you know living in the midwest weather is a huge issue here so i wanted an indoor sports complex uh that had everything whether it be tennis golf basketball the whole works just mm-hmm. a huge complex and so that was kind of my dream i even had sketches drawn up sketches of this yeah. sports complex do you but, have a
0: sheet of ice in there for hockey everything all literally everything, everything everything you could think mm-hmm. of a uh, pitch for playing even you know whatever. i would have
1: probably uh adjusted to to make a pickleball court on there oh nice because at that time pickleball wasn't a thing but it is now it is definitely (laughs) a thing now yeah (laughs) cool
0: um does anything like that exist you can maybe if you in a big
1: scheme i don't think so i mean you see you see bits and i see a piece not a big not a big one lump sum right it's just little bits yeah so Something oh, to think about. may still be a good idea. Yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> so maybe that's something you can think about, like a side project, and you can right. put somebody in charge of it. And exactly. You can just kind of take all the credit. Exactly. <laughs> Patent that deal. That's me. <laughs> all right. So you're at the Country Club of Lincoln now. Yep. Going and on. Fifth season. Fifth season
1: there. How's that going? How are you liking it there? It's been really good. Um, It's a great learning opportunity. Um, I've got a great mentor, Nick Muller, um, who really knows his stuff. So it's just been a great. I've been a sponge as much as I can, trying to absorb and learn you know, through this whole process. Mm-hmm. So it's been really fun. Who are the other mentors you had? So uh, David Honens, CEO of Nebraska section. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always been on my side. You know, I love him to death. Um, Mike Tucker, Bell Reef uh, Country Club in St. Louis. Um, he was really big in my development, you know, especially when I was going through the phase of, was it basketball or golf? And um, from there, my you know, my dad, My dad has been a big mentor, um, you know, through the business side of it and just Mm -hmm. being professional and always being on your toes. And, you know, he really hounded on me. Make sure, you know, you're always professional at all times. You never know who's watching. You never know who's there. Um, So that was one big takeaway, you know, I'll never forget from my dad. Gotcha. Gotcha. Were you at Bell Reve twice? One time. One time. yeah, One time. And Um, then I was in uh, Meadowbrook Country Club in St. Louis, too. Okay. Were those kind of the two? Did you do a third internship? okay, nope. So I did, well, I did a little bit. So I spent time at Wilderness Ridge. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. For a couple of years. And then I also did a little bit of time at Austad's. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Was, which mixed location in. was it? All of them. You went to all, I like I even every worked location. in Omaha. So Austad's was uh, kind of like my college job, right? Mm-hmm. So I worked there my freshman year all the way through, I think the last time I worked there might've been like 2017 whether it was, you know, 4 hours here just helping out here and there. Um, but that was an awesome experience. You know, I definitely recommend any student if you want to get experience go to Osteds. You'll get experience with not only retail, but customer service, club repair, fittings, mm-hmm. um, the whole shebang.
0: It, it is a cool <laughs> thing and not a ton of students do it. Mm-hmm. Um why didn't job. why didn't you go into
1: retail then? Why didn't you go? <laughs> why didn't you go work for Ryan Osted full time? That's a very good question. Um, my big thing was I like the private sector. Um, I like seeing the same people and really getting to know them. I'm a personable guy. You know, I'm the type I can have a conversation with anyone. And so my big thing was being able to um, conversate and build those relationships with those people. Whereas retail, you you more so see some people you may never see again. Um, whereas mm-hmm. I wanted to really make a lasting, you know, lasting mark on that relationship. So that was, I think, why I, I kind of chose the the private sector instead of the retail side. And your
0: internships kind of prepared you. I mean, mm-hmm. Wilderness Ridge, at the time you were there was semi-private. Yep. So you had like
1: the public-private mm-hmm. at the same
0: time kind of, yeah. and Belrave is
1: private. I got a full mix of everything. I could have gone a little bit more public, but I knew from the get-go um, it all came back to that relationship building. Sure. I love people. So sure. That's your thing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've
0: noticed, especially our most successful alumni, um, is you do a lot to figure out what your niche is. Oh, for sure. Um, because there's so many directions that you can go Mm -hmm. and just knowing what I know about you, I think you landed in
1: the right spot. I think it's perfect for you. I think so too. And that was one of the things, you know, when I first got into the program, my first thought was, okay, I want to play. I don't want to play professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the misconception is golf pros don't play, but it just depends on where you're at. The culture starting to change, I think, um, whereas members love seeing you on the course. Guests love seeing you on the course. So I think golf pros are starting to play more. Um, mm-hmm. But my big thing was after playing, I, I wanted to teach. I wanted to become a teaching professional. That was kind of my thing. And now I've kind of um, transitioned to an overall um, broad scheme of things where I, I want to run the golf operation. So director of golf head professional. So, you know, in that time I've learned as I've gotten the experience, you know, my niche has changed a little bit as the time goes on. Um, and it's just one of those things you, you learn as you get, go forward, the more you do it, the more you learn. And yeah, it's a great experience.
0: Yeah. And you, you bring up the, the playing thing because I think a lot of people do think, <clears throat> oh, golf pros never play mm-hmm. and it's a fallacy, mm-hmm. right? um even when you're at a club even like this over this past 12 months when it's been incredibly busy my guess is your experience was like mine when I was in the private sector as well if I wasn't playing golf i was actually in trouble mm-hmm. like that wasn't a you know my pro was asking me why aren't you why aren't you out there mm-hmm. you know like well it, it all you know, comes I, back I have, I have things
1: going on it was like no you got to get out and play uh huh and uh I think think that misconception is, you know, the the golf pros, obviously we spend a lot of time at the club. Mm -hmm. And so when we're off or when we're not on the clock or when we have some free time, it's like, well, do we want to go play? And so I think that's where Mm -hmm. it comes back. Some people may want to go take a break. But, you know, for those ones that have a passion for the game, you're going to go out and play with a member. Right. That's my thing right and th- and I think the private sector lends itself to that mm-hmm. not that
0: you shouldn't play, you should keep playing the public as well or even if you're at retail, mm-hmm. uh, but some of those other other I mean the private just really pushes the importance of for it sure. because you've got to have that
1: visibility mm-hmm. so um and then too, the section events, and that's one thing I need to get better at is playing in more section events, you know as a pJ pro, that's what they offer them for is for you to play right, so right that's one thing I need to get better at, and that's one thing I suggest you know any any graduate getting ready to you know take that step into the next section don't be afraid to go play in the section events that's what the mondays are there for yeah yeah and they're more about
0: the camaraderie the yeah, exactly. the interaction i'm i'm in the same boat i don't play enough mm-hmm. of them um i used to play in more and then kids came mm-hmm. and that does slow, slow you down. It just kind of shifted my priorities is right. all it did. Um, but now they're getting to the age where they want to play golf too. So yeah, that's driving that. <laughs> my daughter that was practicing her golf swing in the kitchen the um, other day. I'm like, I love it. Yeah. You know, just with their hands. I'm like,
1: that's awesome. You're just getting excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what we want. So yeah, it's it's good. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so recently you were selected to work with PGA lead. Mm-hmm. So you're in the, what are they in the fifth class now? Sixth, Sixth class. Six. Six class. Cohort six, yeah. Okay. So yep. you're cohort six PGA mm-hmm. lead. I think we've had either alumni or people connected with the program in maybe all but one of those cohorts. That's awesome. So, awesome.
1: so I'm fairly familiar with it, but uh, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is? Yeah, so PJ Lead uh, was developed for PJ members with diverse backgrounds who are looking to um, ascend through the leadership ranks within the association. So these are, you know, members that want to hold positions, whether it's at the chapter, the section, the national level, um, just holding a volunteer rank, just getting ready to take that next step to leadership, right? And so. Um, there are 15 individuals selected each year. This is the sixth year they've done this, cohort number six. Unfortunately, we got the short end of this stick. We haven't been able to meet in person yet with everything going on, but so everything's been Zoom. Uh, you and I were talking about uh, getting used to the new norms of Zoom. Um, but yeah, it's a great opportunity. Uh, super honored, super blessed, and excited. That's uh, a great networking um, facet. And then from there, it's a way for me to get my voice out for the Nebraska section and then, you know, for us individuals that are just trying to. In a sense, grow the game of golf. Right? We talk a lot about diversifying the game and um, driving more inclusion, and you know, really getting more women's golf. Right? That's the end goal. So um, it's just a great opportunity to be able to voice my opinion and and voice the opinion of the rest of the section. Awesome. And so, lead is so it's diverse backgrounds. Mm-hmm. That's the
0: focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a diverse group Very of people, group. which yep. um, you know, our association isn't known. For being all that diverse. Right. Um, so I'm excited to see some initiatives that are actually doing things. Mm-hmm. Now they provide some leadership, special leadership training to mm-hmm. kind of help you to be to kind of to get you ha- ready. Get you, not just ready, mm-hmm. I, mean, you, I think you're already ready to be right. part of the association, but to be head and shoulders
1: above so that you can pull Correct. others up, right? Yeah, there's times they'll do, um, so obviously we'll have a monthly Zoom meeting, we'll have our annual meeting, but each meeting will have for instance, you know, they'll ask you to introduce your guest speaker, right? It's just getting that practice of um, just being in that position of leading, right? And so it's just, like I said, a great opportunity. I'm excited. Um, it'll be different have not being able to meet in person. We're still going to see if there's an annual meeting. Uh, still not set in stone, but yeah, I'm excited. You know, the
0: vaccines are rolling out. I'm hopeful that maybe uh, you can you can get to do that. Um, very cool. So you're just getting going. How long, how long do you
1: get to be part of that is it just a it's not a just a one year so it's it's not a one year thing you're in it um they still got you know we have email strands with 60 plus people all from you know cohort one to six so you're in it um it's just the focus is more so you know on that next cohort once that your your timeline passes yeah we'll still be in it consistently so we'll have that networking networking opportunity um so yeah so you're in you're in like for life i'm in nice i'm in. You'll see my my ugly
0: mug on the PGA. <laughs> no, for that's great. Six. That's great. Um, are they? You mentioned women. Mm-hmm. Is there? Do you feel like there's more of a focus and lead on women specifically, or uh, racial minorities, or is it kind of
1: evenly? How's that? I think it's a mix. Where you know, everyone knows that you know there is definitely a a gap in in whether it's black golfers, um, Latino women golfers. Right? There's a gap there. Um, and so the focus point is trying to hit on all points. Um, we know that obviously inclusion is, is huge, and we're starting to see changes now. Um, but it's you know it's it's a process, right? One one step at a time. Um, but it's just knowing that what are the issues on the table, and how can we cause an effect to change those? Sure. Um, what? You said it's changing. What are you seeing? Do you have any specific examples that you, you know, see there? You see it more diversified, really. Right. You know, I, you look across the panel, um, not only from women golfers, but black professionals, right? In this last year, obviously, um, being the only black golf professional in the Nebraska section, um, going to, so last year, the PGA show, I was, or not last year, the previous year when we had a PGA show, um, went to a diversity meeting. And so that was a kind of a shell shock it was a room full of black PJ golf professionals, right? And so I'm not used to that being in Nebraska. Um, and so it was just kind of an eye opener, like holy cow, this is real, this is, you know, started. Uh, Susie Whaley came up and, and spoke with us. Um, and so it's just, you know, it's a stepping stone and I think everyone's is starting to understand and we're starting to see change. You know, you look at the PJ Tour, you know, how much, how much diversity do you see on that on that leaderboard? Right. Changes started a little bit, but, mm-hmm. um, it's a stepping stone.
0: Yeah, you do start and you know, the, uh, we get equated with the PGA tour quite a lot and it's not necessarily a fair comparison because we're not the same population. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, but in a lot of ways, the diversity in many, like I said, many ways, it does kind of mirror what you see there. So it is a, I don't know if I'd even say it's a perfect mirror, but it's <laughs> there, um, and you do see, yeah. You do see some, some more diversity <laughs> there, but we're a long ways away. Do you have any sense? Have you guys talked in those meetings about what the, what the gap is between, or basically getting to, to a perfect level of diversity where it's. You know, I
1: think a lot of it is, um, it, personally, I think junior golf, you know, getting juniors involved in the game of golf is really going to be big because they're going to drive the next, our next generation. Um, and then we talked a little bit about you start to see you know, when kids are born, it's a lot more, um, I don't really know how to put this, but it's just a mix, right? You see a lot more mixture. Um, And so it's just going to be a little bit of time. Um, Obviously, we've all had meetings, we've all, it's all come up in meetings, but it's just going to take time for things to change. Sure. What's the, I guess, part of the question that I had was, what's the
0: percentage of black pga professionals Do you have any sense for that or what that i mean you say um, so you you're one of one in nebraska uh but then you go into a national meeting and there's several many if i had to put
1: a number to it i'd probably say maybe a pga members class a members maybe 10 percent are black if that okay it's probably less than 10 percent um there's not very many you know it's probably 150 maybe Mm-hmm. it's not very many now we have reports that show me
0: how many women are in the association mm-hmm. and we're at like 4.9 percent there mm-hmm. so that's another thing
1: it's yeah it's small so i was just curious because i didn't they don't break it down like that mm-hmm. for me and i'd have to me. look i can send you and uh i'd have to look because it is in one of my files okay um but yeah it's a very small number yeah so and until i mean the, the first stepping stone in my
0: opinion oh. is to have the population that works within our industry mirror that that plays mm-hmm. which it doesn't mm-hmm. um and then have the the population that plays mirror society mm-hmm. at large mm-hmm. i mean that that's kind of what i think the equilibrium would be and we man we got a long
1: way to go we do and so, it all comes back i think time it's going to take a little bit of time we've at least and you know initiated it and and figured out what the issue is now it's just implementing that that plan
0: mm-hmm. what's your own experience been as far as an inclusion and your as a like you said the only black pj professional mm-hmm. in nebraska section and kind of interacting on a national scale what's your your experience been has it been positive or for
1: me it's been positive um and i you know for everyone else it hasn't been the same but for me it's been positive and i think because um of my ability to set myself apart right just me being able to just hold a conversation uh with someone i think really helps me no one really sees color when they look at me they more so see my personality i think and i think mm-hmm. that's what kind of helps um, but it's all been positive, um, you know, in the golf industry, the golf industry has been good to me in Nebraska, at least, but I don't have too much experience outside of Nebraska. Obviously St. Louis, um, St. Louis was always great to me. Um, so it's been, it's been good answer your question. It's been good to me. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I hope it stays that
0: way yeah. no matter where you go. Um, and I, I look forward to maybe finding ways that we can make that same experience be true for, cause I don't think it's true for everybody. No, not at all. Um, and, uh. You know, i I've had the conversation with with women in the industry more than once. Um, it's the same kind of conversation. You know, the inclusion isn't necessarily Like you feel like you're included. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's issues related to like tokenism and things like that that I think we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> I don't think that's the case here. But it is the case in many places. For sure. um, so you know, there's there's some complicated. Topics mm-hmm. that that we kind of need to work through sure. um, to to drive toward better diversity within our industry, um, and I'm really excited to see what your group uh, with For Lead sure. comes up with because I'm fairly limited in what I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, although I would any way I can help. Please let me know uh, because I want to be a, I want to be an ally um, to to do what I can. Yeah. So, um, so that's a big one. So, what's
1: what's up next for Al Peterson? Oh, what's up next? You know, getting through this season. Um, you know, we're obviously kind of expecting a busy season similar to last year. So, we're still in that planning process, um just fine-tuning the last last little details. Um but getting through the season and then kind of seeing what's next. You know, I've been slowly kind of looking at jobs here and there, just trying to see what, you know, what's out there um start getting my feet wet you know after the season goes start uh, applying for jobs and kind of seeing what's next like i said kind of looking at director of golf or head professional but obviously we don't in this industry always get to pick and choose so Mm -hmm. uh just taking it day
0: by day although it's a bit of a seller's market and it was for you as an intern when you were Mm -hmm. in the program as an intern and Mm -hmm. it's true as a pga professional as Mm -hmm. well i mean there's just there aren't as many we're not just talking about numbers of, of our minority representation. Like we don't have enough people period. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a seller's market. So there's, there will definitely be opportunity for, for talented, well-rounded golf professionals, yeah, I'm which you are one. So <laughs> super excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I've, I know there's, there's some jobs floating around right now. So I assume you've been talking to career consultants Yeah,
1: been talking, I'm um, like I said, it's just in the early stages right yeah, now. My big yeah.
0: thing is getting through this season. Um, yeah. That's really about it and it's really encouraging for me to hear that your um your head professional director of golf nick Muller, is supportive mm-hmm. of you making that next step oh, yeah. that's a good sign of a great mentor and a, and a leader to want you to to not just selfishly hold on to you for sure but to want to turn you loose on oh, yeah. onto the world in a way that you can be super positive and beneficial
1: mm-hmm. so like said, awesome. I've learned a lot from them. And so that's been super good. Again, mm-hmm. like going back to being a sponge, absorbing as much as you can. And that's what I tried to do at every internship, you know, take a little bit from here and a little bit from there and combine it in my own way and bang, bang, boom, rock on. Are we going to keep you here in Nebraska? Or are you looking at like St. Louis or, um, you know, we're, <laughs> that's a very good question. Um, ideally if we had a choice, you know, we're, my wife and I, and that's one thing I always like to mention is work life balance. You know, you mentioned it, it's very important. Um, she's from Honduras, so she's not a huge fan of the Midwest weather. Neither am I. Oh, I. I don't yeah, like the snow. Okay,
0: sure. Um especially this year. Especially <laughs> this year, yeah,
1: exactly. So, you know, getting a little bit further south would be ideal. Um but we'll see. Okay. You Great. know, we're gonna keep our door open and see what happens. Yeah.
0: Keep all the options uh, on the table. It's exactly. not a bad, not a bad move at all. Yeah. Um What advice would you have for somebody looking to enter that's maybe thinking about entering the golf industry? What advice would you have for them besides Mm. just do it? Yeah, besides just
1: do it. Um, (laughs) Really understand why you do it. Why are we in this industry? Um, You know, the way I like to put it, and the PGM heard heard me say this at the meeting uh, last week or two weeks ago. Um, For me, golf is my passion, but basketball is my love right? So why do you do it? Well, I'm in this industry because I love people, right? Golf is a people sport, you know, networking. Um, so my advice would be really understand why you do it and sit down and, and really plan out your goals, right? Cause that's really going to help out. If you write your goals down and, and really quantify them and make them attainable, you'll see improvement and you'll see, so you can conquer anything really awesome. Um,
0: What about for people who are in the program now, kind of looking at that first step beyond the program? What
1: advice? Don't, don't jump quick, right? Make sure it's the right fit for you. Um, and you've probably heard that a lot, you know, really just make sure it's the right fit. Do your research on whether it's a club, whether it's a vendor, whatever the case, whatever route you're going, um, do your research and make sure it's a good fit for you. Make sure you can see yourself being there. Um, and then again, work-life balance. Don't burn yourself out. Really understand you need rest, because um, things get hectic in our in our in our industry, especially in season. Things can get crazy, so really just take the time out to give yourself rest, let yourself reboot and re- rejuvenate.
0: Great, great advice. Awesome. Anything to add before I before I turn you loose on the world again?
1: You know, I, I really don't have anything left. You know, if anyone has any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Al where, Peterson. Okay, where where can they find you? Uh, you can email me al at ccl.cc. Um, on any social media platforms i do but i keep it i keep it more personal you know okay yeah okay. i don't, I don't okay. really okay fair enough um it's a private profile you got um it. other than that you know if you want to try to try to follow me you can at aap underscore i i is that it is mm-hmm. that your t- is that twitter or is that that's instagram that's instagram aap underscore i i i
0: okay if you're lucky i'll approve right. you <laughs> so it's all locked yeah, up. Yeah, it's all locked up. Nice. <laughs> so message, I'll send him a DM. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for sitting yeah, down with absolutely. me. I I appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing
1: what, what you do. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks. If you so. have any questions, don't hesitate. Thank you.